Hey everybody, Mike Dyer from WCPO here with uh, the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. Uh, here at the 44th annual Elder High School Sports Stag, and uh, Jeff was kind enough to take a few minutes to talk to me here. And uh, Jeff, first of all, um, how many stags have you spoken at uh, here in the Cincinnati area over the years? I've done a few. I did LaSalle, I think, when I first got to Cincinnati. Um, I think I did Molars, I, I'm, or either attended Molars. I'm trying to remember, but uh, to be honest with you, this is a this is a tough a tough schedule for me during this time of the year because I'm I'm a dad first man I mean that's that's what I do and during the off season that's that's really I mean that's my time with my kids and this week actually worked out where I had a day where I could come and do this before we start the the Reds caravan so it worked out great obviously a a long season with baseball and everything but uh how important is it uh you know with when you talk about high schools around the Cincinnati area, everybody knows. You know, the first question you say, "What high school did you go to?" I mean, uh, how, how important is it to connect with uh, an audience at a, at a high school venue like this, where you have a lot of alum, a lot of supporters of of a program like Elder? Well, I, I think that when you look at a lot of the the schools in this area, there there's great history, and that that's really that's really amazing to get connected to that. I, I've done a lot of. Um, touring and I did the same thing at, at LaSalle and Moeller when I was there and just understanding the the elder tradition and I think with with any high school where you have graduates and alumni that have left and gone on to do big things with their lives and yet they're still able to remember what high school meant to them and able to come back and and give back to to that tradition I, I think to me that means more than anything else. People know about your SEC days, obviously, uh, playing in college. But let's go back to your high school days. You have a favorite high school baseball memory. Um, yeah, I, I think probably uh, our our baseball team uh, won the state championship my senior year. And anybody that's ever played on a on a team or in a team concept has has got to understand all of the work and and all of the the pass and fail that go into to creating that that one penultimate moment you know I mean you're you're just trying to get to that that perfect scenario and and I know for us we had played together the guys on our club at at Barry High School had played together for a long time I mean we played together since we were 13 14 years old we won two or three different Dizzy Dean and Dixie Youth World Series together and we all happened to go to the same high school because we were all from the same area And, and it was just a goal to all right well we can do this but yet you're playing teams that are way bigger and and way better or at least in your heart you you think that they're better but being able to win the the state championship my senior year in high school um i I don't know that gets a whole lot better than that what other sports did you play in high school played quarterback in football and i was also a wrestler which i've actually gotten to um see the wrestling room here at, at elder which you know now in the in the south it's just that's just not that much that's not that prevalent as it was when i was growing up and I know how difficult it is to to be a wrestler and toughest two minutes, three minutes of my life have been spent on that mat. But but what I think it does more than anything else, it's not the the winning or losing, it's the fact that you're pushed and never give up. And, and I think that really transcended into my football and I know it transcended into my baseball. I know a lot of people want to talk to you here, but uh, and you're getting ready to Go on the caravan. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and uh, just what you expect from uh, people asking you questions tonight and beyond. 
Well, you, about this offseason. You, you can never prepare for the types of questions that you're going to get because you just don't ever know where they're going to come from. You don't know if it's a happy fan or if they're not a happy fan. And when are we going to win again? You, you can't really pull out that crystal ball and decide. But I, I do think that the Reds have put themselves in an awfully good spot to, to put a team on the field that everybody that comes to the ballpark is going to be real happy with. Uh, are you going to win every single day? That, that doesn't happen. But I think the Reds proved last year with the group that they had that there's a, there's a little bit of an extra gear there, and they they really push to to win ball games. There were a lot of close ball games that they fell short in last year, and I think that's been a focus going into this 2020 year. They're trying to cover that gap, and I, and I think that's really going to be exciting for the folks that come to watch the Reds play. What have you learned over the years? You've been doing this 14 years now in the Reds broadcast booth. As a broadcaster, you, know, you talk about the players, spring training, everything, getting prepared for the season. What do you do to prepare for the season as a broadcaster? Well, I'm, I'm fortunate that I, that I got to play for a long time, and baseball is, is just in my blood. The, the one thing that I've realized by doing this, this broadcasting thing, and I, and I really didn't notice it as much as a player, there, there are things that I see that happen in a split second that nobody else sees. And so I, I try to make sure that my first instinct is verbalized, and I think that's a that's a big key to being a good broadcaster. You've got to be able to tell people, especially when you're on the radio. If someone's not watching, you've got to be able to explain something, especially an exciting moment of, of what the action is showing on the field. But yet, you have to do it pretty quick. I mean, you got to get in and you got to get out, and you've got to use the the quickest words that you possibly can in the most descriptive fashion. What's the toughest situation for you to call, even though you're a former player? Um, I think when you when you have a wild pitch and guys are going around the bases, or you have a close call at a base, especially in the in the era that we live in now, with with the replay and trying to decide whether the guy was safe or out. Um, I, I know so many times over the last few years, I've I've looked at the video myself, and we get instantaneous video up there in the booth, and you think, well, that guy's there's no way that guy's safe. There's no way, and yet they turn it around and he's safe. So maybe it's a coin flip. The, the magic of technology in 2020. Jeff Brantley, the cowboy, kind enough to join me here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Jeff, thanks very much. Right. Enjoy the night. Thank you, Jeff. And we're going to be talking to uh, a lot of elder uh, coaches here and uh, athletic director Kevin Esplage here in just a little bit. I want to thank Jeff Brantley again for his time. <laughs> <laughs> As Elder AD uh, Kevin Espich holding court here with uh, some of the few coaches, but uh, want to welcome in Ed Elder Head Wrestling Coach Jason Roush, uh, number one ranked Panthers here in the city. And uh, Jason, thanks for taking a few minutes. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, tell me a little bit about the team this season. I just mentioned number one in the city, uh, captured the uh, Coaches Classic. What the third time in the past four years? Is that correct? Or? Yeah, third time in the past four years. Um, you know, season's coming along. It's already you know midway through January. Um, so we have, we're led by three seniors who um, have been with us for a long time. Willie Depker, Jack Collins, Seth Lammers, they've come up through um, our kids program and have wrestled together now for, you know, over 10 years. And this year they're the captains. Um, they're all off to a pretty, pretty good start. They're all ranked top 10 in the state um, and having pretty good seasons so far. Um, so as you mentioned, back in December, we won the Coaches Classic, which for us is always a big event. It's pretty much all of Southwest Ohio. Um, 
and so we, we kind of gear up for that as an early season test and see where we stand in, in the city and um, the guys wrestled really well we end up uh, winning the event this year by 62 points so um, last year we graduated a, a, a pretty big senior class the last few years uh, we have nine guys wrestling in college right now so it's kind of been a turnover each year um, but the thing that we have that's that's helping is just our depth um, so they're once it's their turn they're stepping in and uh, and doing a great job of, of keeping it going so or host the 59th annual Catholic Invitational uh, Tournament this weekend, the CIT. And uh, you mentioned something kind of telling before I kind of get it more into about your team, but uh, I know a lot, of te- uh, a lot of wrestling powers around the state, they want to wrestle out of area, out of state, you know, just kind of see where they stand. But you kind of mentioned to me this week just about uh, how important it is this to, uh, you know, wrestle other Catholic schools and, and, and just, you know, the importance of having, again, 59 years in this tournament. So uh, how much pride do you take in that, and how, what are you looking forward to the most this weekend, uh, inviting a lot of teams down here? Yeah, definitely honored to host. Uh, every year the, the CIT moves from uh, Cincinnati area to Columbus to Cleveland and Toledo and rotates. Um, and often we're uh, selected, typically we're selected to host when it comes to the Cincinnati area. So we take that as a, as a good honor. Um, you know, as you mentioned, 59th year for a tournament. There aren't many tournaments in the country that have been going on as long as the CIT. And as a Catholic institution, you know, we feel obligated to make sure that that tournament stays successful um, and, and just promote the longevity of that tournament. Uh, this year, there's 26 teams. Um, it'll be a competitive field. Lake Catholic from Cleveland's coming down. They're ranked fourth in the state in Division Two. Uh, last year, it was kind of a a pretty tight team race between Lake Catholic um, and Elder. Uh, we end up, I think, edging them out by four points. Um, so we're probably expecting another close team race with, with Lake Catholic. But there's a few other schools, Chaminade Julian coming out from Dayton, um, have some really good individuals, and, and, and they'll um, certainly um, challenge in the team race this year as well. Um, but like, like you said, you know, it, it would be um, – we try to take it upon ourselves to make sure it's the best event we can and keep it going as a, as a quality event. Um, there's 26 teams in it this year. We would love to see other Catholic schools that have chosen to um, maybe schedule some out-of-state, out of national-level events to get back in. And, um, you know, as Catholic institutions, we think that's important. But we also understand, you know, St. Ed's, for example, they're a national power and they need to travel and, and see competition that's, that's on their level. But I think if all of the Catholic schools got in, it would be a tournament that would be a quality event on their schedule as well. So, um, you know, that's so we're, we're excited to host. Um, it's, a, it's a big undertaking. But we have uh, fantastic alumni support and, um, and and plenty of people that are helping ensure that it that it runs smoothly and and our guests are taken care of when they when they come in from Cleveland and, and Toledo and, um, and you know that's a testament to the fact that we keep getting voted to host it so um, and that, and that's a large part of our, our former wrestlers and our parents and and everybody in the community that do a great job to make sure the tournament is well ran. Talk to your AD here, Kevin Esplitz, here in a few minutes about your program. But I'd like to hear from you. I mean, what do you attribute the consistent success to here over the past, uh, obviously, several years here now, what the Panthers are doing on the mat? Well, right. I mean, Dick McCoy, um, a legend here at Elder and a, and a you know Hall of Fame coach, uh, coach here for over 30 years. Um, so when I, I stepped in, it wasn't like I had to start from scratch. Um, and, and along with Dick, a lot of his longtime assistant coaches, uh, Mike Massminster, Jim Schultz Sr., those guys have been coaching here for 30-some years. So I have an excellent staff to where the traditions carried over. Um, and that's a big thing you know, that you hear a lot around Elder. But with our wrestling program, that's certainly true. It, it's a tradition of excellence. We, we care about keeping 
keeping the program strong um, on all levels. We have a full freshman team, a full JV team, full varsity team. And as I mentioned earlier, that's what helps the continued success. When, when we graduate a really strong class, we know we got guys that have been training uh, and, and trying to get into that varsity lineup behind them. So it's Although you know wrestling can be a very individual at times, we focus on the entire program on each kid, and I think that's um, I think Coach McCoy did that in, in his tenure, um, and and we try to do the same thing now, and we focus on every kid um, because eventually they're going to be the guy that steps in and and, and fills a fills a role for us. So uh, before I let you go, I'm just talk a little bit more about Willie, Jack, and Seth, and maybe just individually speaking, their growth and and obviously big time contributors for you guys right now yeah and as i mentioned these are guys that they've they've been wrestling together for over 10 years now uh willie depker one of only uh two elder wrestlers in the history to be voted as a captain twice as a junior last year he was voted as an under underclassman captain he carries a 4.75 gpa um just does he does everything the right way he's a very hard worker disciplined um was a state placer as a sophomore unfortunately last year um he had an injury was uh unable to wrestle in the postseason you know so he let that drive him he, he, he got back to it and worked hard once he got healthy and um this year he's he's been ranked as high as fourth in the state won the coaches classic um for the second time in his career he's in the finals all four years um so he's a he's a fantastic leader in the classroom uh and on the wrestling mat uh jack collins also a four-year starter two-time state qualifier for us just got his hundredth win um, which uh, willie depker is up to 118 as well so these guys are you know knocking on the door with some of the all-time greats here at Elder and um, and then Seth Lammers uh, his his family helps run our kids program so he's been doing it since since he could walk and um, currently ranked ninth in the state um, and was a coach's classic runner-up for the second year in a row and starting off to a good senior year for Seth. Elder head wrestling coach Jason Roush hey really appreciate your time perspective best of luck to the Panthers especially this weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks Jason. And that was elder head wrestling coach Jason Roush and we're going to be Talking to elder head bowling coach Dave Severs here in just a little bit. Here at the 44th annual Elder High School Sports Tag again, the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Dave Severs, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, taking a few minutes. Appreciate it. And let me flip my page here because I got a full page of notes on on your team as well. So pardon me for the the little hookup there. But uh, Dave, obviously... 44th annual sports tag. Before we talk about your program and the uh, great success of your team, undefeated start, 12 and 0. I mean, how significant is a night like tonight where you have uh, the Cowboy uh, here and a lot of a lot of elder fans and supporters and alumni? Obviously, yeah, it's great. Um, it's a great event for us as usual every year, and and um, I always look forward to tonight because you can get to uh, rub elbows with the people that got us here before me, you know, and uh, that really support the program and the Elder High School and. Um, and obviously to meet the cowboy, you know, it's awesome. So every every night, every year is great. So let's dive. Let's dive into your uh, program. As I mentioned earlier this week on our uh, high school sports Facebook group, 12 and 0 for the first time in program history. Um, you took care of business there uh, in the, in the uh, what was it, the Lancer Baker Bowl uh, uh, this past weekend. Talk about that a little bit in the, in your 12 and 0 start right now. I do have to correct one thing because uh, I got a text message yesterday, second time in program oh, history. So okay. 2002, I want to give them a shout. Right. 2002 oh, uh, was 13-0, so I want to make sure that they got <laughs> their, their props, absolutely, right, right. which is great. Yeah. Uh, no, we've uh, we've we've had a really strong season uh, start. Um, we're 12-0, like, like we said, um, finished top 10 in every tournament that we've bowled in this year. Uh, our focus has really been 
more tournament play this year. And um, this team is coming off of a fourth place state, uh, fifth fifth place in the nation uh, of last year, and we have the whole team back except for one. So a lot of experience, all seniors. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing what, how this plays out. What do you try to get out of the month of January? Because you know the tournament's coming. I mean, what, what are the things that you've been telling these guys individually and collectively? Yeah, um, we really focused our season schedule this year um, to almost have a tournament every weekend. So we are really diving into whether it be a all point or all pin total tournament or a match play tournament or a all baker format like this past weekend. Um, we've really done well in qualifying in all tournaments. I think we've been in top three of every tournament that we hold in this year, qualifying. Uh, it's a matter of finishing. Uh, this team knows how to finish, but it, it takes them that competition to get them over the hump, and this January is when that happens. Uh, so it's a good start, yeah. you know, back-to-back wins. So. Talk individually about your seniors. Obviously, we'll start with Jackson, but uh, how effective has he been as of late for you guys? Yeah, Jackson uh, was a transfer from St. Xavier uh, last year, and I think he was still feeling his way a little bit last year. He he performed great uh, last year, uh, really well, and um, he's worked really hard in the offseason, and this year he's been lights out. And um, he's been our most consistent bowler the whole year. Um, him and Ryan Koffenberger, obviously, but um, Jackson has really come on of late. And um, he's, he's just a calm influence on everybody on the team and uh, very consistent. And he's been, he's been great. And biggest part of his game this year is he's making all the spares, which is great. I'm knocking on wood, Jackson. <laughs> so, but, yeah, he's been, yeah. Obviously, uh, Jackson with an average uh, 219, high game of 278, high series of 518. Uh, senior Cameron Brocker, 207 average. Ryan Kaffenberger, as you mentioned, 216. Uh, senior uh, um, Ethan Boyers, 212. And senior Tyler Jansing with 200. Maybe some of those guys, uh, can you talk about just their, their growth here this, this season? Sure. Well, um, this whole team started as freshmen together, and they won the JV championship as freshmen. So they've kind of grown up together. So they all push each other. And... Um, it's just the chemistry on this team is just unbelievable. They they all like each other. Um, we actually went to one of the um, parents' house before our tournament Saturday mm-hmm. as a breakfast, you know, as a team. And uh, they invited us all in as coaches, too, and parents. And it's just the whole, the whole team and the family atmosphere that we have, everybody just pulls for everybody. And it doesn't matter if, if Jackson's high or Cameron's high. Or Tyler's high. Everybody roots for everybody, even if they're not on that day. So that's that's the big thing for us this year. So. What are you looking? You know, you got obviously a um, tournament this weekend. Um, what are some of your expectations for that? And as you guys kind of go forward and hit the month of uh, mid hit mid January right now at this point. Um, obviously, we, we've got a quad on Friday. That's our GCL quad. Our goal is to win GCL outright, um, and we're on our way to do that. Um, the GCL teams, they anybody can win any night, and um, whenever you go into somebody else's house, it's it's always a, a difficult task, and we have to be on top of our game. So, unfortunately for us, we've we've been on that all year long. Uh, our goal is to win GCL, obviously, uh, this weekend. Any tournament we enter, we want to win. 
Um, that's our goal every every single tournament. Sometimes you just go in to make sure that you're prepared. Sure. Uh, our goal is to win, and um, every tournament that we enter this year, and, and uh, obviously um, we hope we'll have sectionals um, in February, starting in February, um, and then we go to districts and state. And you know our goal is is to win all those. And um, you know this team has a talent. This team should. Uh, pressure squarely on us, and I'm just trying to keep my feet out of the aisles. <laughs> Before I let you go, just about the support from the school, the families, everybody. I mean, what's that been like for you this season? Um, it's always great to have support from Elder and Kevin and, and the whole staff here at Elder High School. And, and um, Adam Duell, I got to give him a shout out. One of our students comes in and does our videos and things like that, live feeds, and. Um, just our parents. Um, the word has gotten out about our program. Um, all three levels, we have three teams, a JV and a B and an A. All three levels are undefeated this year. Uh, we have 10 seniors in our program this year. So uh, a lot of people were saying that this is our year and next year's going to be a lean, lean year. Well, I got to tell you, our JV team's average 900. <laughs> They're undefeated. Uh, they're shooting 2700s, wow. and, and our B team is is – Averaging over, you know, 9:30. Uh, you know, they, we don't do the rankings in the city anymore, but I would think that both those teams would be right up there. But um, we're really excited, and um, you know, to be able to have the program uh, be able to make cuts. You know, as a coach, you never like to make cuts, but be able to have that luxury is is great too. And um, we've had some really decent kids that probably could start for other teams that we've had to cut this year, and that's a good problem to have. But it's it's also the worst day of my life <laughs> of the year. So, um, but no, the, the the community and everybody's uh, really rallied around us. And, and um, like I said, I, I can't thank them enough. Head bowling coach Dave Sievers here at Elder High School. Really appreciate your time, perspective. Thanks. Best of luck at the Panthers. Thank you, Dave. And again, we've spoken to the Cowboy Jeff Brantley, Elder head wrestling coach Jason Rausch, and Elder head bowling coach Dave Sievers. Next in the uh, seat here, Elder Head Football Coach Doug Ramsey. How are you doing, Doug? Hey, how are you? <laughs> doing well, thanks. Thanks for taking a few minutes. And uh, I guess, uh, first of all, we've we, uh, been to the Stag uh, many years here, and uh, I'm sure it's, it's, it's a new uh, night every, uh, every year, and you enjoy seeing all the, all the supporters and alumni and everything. I mean, how important is tonight? It's really important. You know, I think just the um, any opportunity that we get to get everybody together like this, people who are... You know, who, who, who come to the games, who, who, who donate money, who do all of the things, who support our kids and have them together here and have an opportunity just, just to people to talk and, and to have a speaker. And, you know, and then in this case, Jeff Brantley. And, you know, it's just it's just a really good evening for the school. How big of a baseball fan are you? Because I know, I know you're a football guy, but. Yeah, baseball. I, baseball, I like baseball. I was, a, I was a baseball player back in the day. And, yeah, I, I, I enjoy baseball. I uh, yeah, actually even coached. Yeah, I forgot about that. I even coached. Uh, I coached two years here in um, 1988 and 1989. I was coaching JV uh, baseball. Me and uh, Principal Kurt Ruffing were the, uh, the JV baseball coaches. How about that? A little trivia here on the uh, podcast. What, what position did you play uh, when you were playing? I was a first base outfielder, yeah. Could you hit? I was okay. Yeah, I was okay. <laughs> Tell them the truth. Um, Tell us a little bit about, uh, first of all, before we get into uh, maybe this past season and look ahead to 2020, Joe Royer going to 
Hawaii, is there any chance you're going to be an assistant coach? He's playing in the Polynesian Bowl this weekend. Any chance of that? I wish. I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity. I, uh, You know, it's like I said, when uh, when Kyle and, and Tommy Kramer played in the Army All-American Bowl, you know, they flew the head coach down there, and he got the opportunity. I, I didn't get any uh, I didn't get any tickets to uh, to Hawaii. So, But, yeah, it's good for him. It should be a great experience for him and his family. Tell us a little bit about maybe some final thoughts on this past season and and, uh, you know, last time I really talked to you at length, obviously, was there in Canton and, um, you know, just obviously a month later and getting back in the weight room. Uh, how have you kind of not only reflected on that, but maybe also turned the page into next year? I mean, how do you kind of, you know, deal with both of those uh, two two forces, I guess, at once? Yeah, you know, uh, you look back and, um, you know, and I think as you, as you step away from it and you, and you realize – what a great season it actually was. Uh, all of the great games that we were involved in, the big wins. Um, you know, I, I think you couldn't ask for uh, anything more out of a group of kids that we had. Um, you know, talented players, um, great kids. Um, you know, we had a lot of fun. It, 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 was fun. Not, it wasn't just fun because, uh, you know, you're playing in the state finals. It was fun because going out to practice was fun. It was a group that, that wanted, to get, wanted to get better all the time, a group that got along together really well. And I think that's the part. That's the hardest part. You know, it, you, know you coach um, for, for 15 weeks in a season, and, and at the end you're kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to a break from it. But at the same time, um, when you, you – the hard part is, is is leaving that those those relationships and those that, that the fun that you have with, with your assistant coaches, uh, with the players. So you know that that part is is, is tough. But to, to look back, um, it's it's a season I'll always I'll always cherish. You know we, we didn't we didn't win uh, we didn't win at all, but we you know, we had that opportunity. But it was it was it was a great ride with 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 a great group. And I think for me personally, having Drew was a part of it as well. You know, Tanner and Peyton did get the opportunity to play this far, as far as they made it was like to to the third round. You know, but to have a son and and then him have to fight through some injuries and, and get a chance to play and, and have a pretty decent game in the state finals was uh, you know as a parent it's it, it's a it's a positive thing. But. Uh, but then, you know, kind of moving forward here, you know, we're just getting started uh, back up. You know, you got to take the mandatory four weeks off, which kind of, with the season being so late this year and everything, it it, it took us really right to when Christmas break was over, and we started right into it uh, last week when we got we got uh, got back to school. But uh, we have so many guys that play multiple sports that we we really don't have a ton of guys which again i love i love the fact that we've got a bunch of guys who are playing basketball um there's guys that are getting ready for baseball season guys that are wrestling right now guys are going to get ready for track so so it's good but you know this group it's got a lot of shoes a lot of big shoes to fill here you know you know you you lose a lot of the uh, just really, like I said, I, I, we we know we have good players, but really good leaders, you know. Um, and I, I think that's the big thing when when you you look at some of the guys like, a, you know, like a Matthew Luby and 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 um, you know, and obviously other guys were good players, but I think Matthew and and um, and and, and uh, who else I'm thinking of with uh, 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 Saul Sanders, Colton Sanders was you know just. Not a Leader real by quiet, example, very yeah. Very quiet guy, but you know, and and an outstanding high school player. Um, but just having his presence and those guys, you know, just showing the guys this is how this is how you play the game. When you look at, you know, again, we with Joe Royer and 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 Luke and and they're going to get so, their attention. You're right, right, but these are guys who just play the game so hard. 
Um, and, and I think, and I think the other guys really appreciated it and followed that. I remember when the GCL South All-Stars were announced, I think I had, you know, messaged you about it and you said you told the team if everybody could play as hard as Colton, I think you said after practice, Colton and maybe, maybe it was Matthew as well, but you said we would be in good shape. And that's really what you talk about the guys, with the stars and the recruits and all that. And, that, you know, nothing taken away from those guys, obviously, but a guy like Colton Sanders, I mean, what he did and the number of tackles he had for you guys was amazing. And that's why, and that's how you become a good team. You know, I think every year you go and, you know, say, we got these guys, we know are really good players. But then you have another group who, who makes a big jump. And then you've got that group of guys that just play the game so hard um, that they become, they become leaders and, 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 and people follow along. And, and, and I think that's how, that's how it happens. You need to have some guys that are just, just love the game so much that uh, they just play it so hard. Tell us about maybe some of the – obviously we know um, Joe Royer uh, signed with Ohio State, Jacob James signed with Ohio State, Luke Kandra uh, signed with the University of Louisville. Um, or some other guys that are maybe still looking at their options, and you have any updates on those guys? Uh, we know really not a lot. Where you know, um, you know, Matthew's kind of uh, looking at a, at, a, at a couple of places. Um, Connor Keys is he's going to take a, an official visit to VMI. Um, Colton Sanders is actually going to go down to Stetson for for an official visit. Um, so guys are you know they, they've got some options, some opportunities, and uh, and we'll see. You know Colton's case, you know he's a guy who who's a baseball player too, and and uh, so if he gets an opportunity baseball wise, he would probably you know want to do that. At, you know maybe over over football, I'm not sure, but so you know it's it's uh, you know it's still we still got a few weeks left before before signing day, but we got some guys taking some official visits. Obviously Peyton, your son Mark Miller. There's some names that just resonate um, in terms of quarterback. But do you think maybe even four or five years down the line, Michael Bittner even more recently, but do you think uh, what Matthew Luby did this season, was it fully appreciated by everyone around the city? Because the numbers he put up, I mean, really amazing. And I think, you know, there was some in the media, and you and I have talked about this, and I know your opinion about this, but maybe it's, oh, you know, you had Jacob James, you had Luke Andre, you had two big D1 recruits there on that line, and, and a lot of people said that, you know, a lot of his running, Matthew's running, that is, was credited to that line, which it was. But I think that kind of undersells what Matthew did as a quarterback this year. Uh, I think it totally undersells what, what Matthew did. I think if you look at what Matthew did, his stat-wise throwing and running, um, compared to any quarterback in the state of Ohio, including the guy who won Mr. Football, the stats, and, and, and let's be honest, Wyoming's got a lot of good players, too. You know what I mean? It's not like he was playing on a team all by himself. You know, they were state champs before and state semifinals this year. So they had some, some good talent around. And, and, and I think in some, some ways, Matthew was really um, underappreciated by not here. Not, not in our fan base. Not, and I don't think, and I think a lot of coaches, and I think people who played us, you asked T. Speck, now his whole game plan when we played them in the playoffs was Matthew Luby was not going to beat us, you know, and, and yet, what did he still do? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fourth and two, and and we said, we're just looking to get a first down, and all of a sudden, it's a 72-yard touchdown. So, so yeah, I, I think what he did, um, you know, it, it, he, he, he put himself, at least since I've been around, you know, and I've seen... I can start with Steve Keller being in, you know, in, in the 88 season. What he did is as is, is good as, as, as any quarterback that's played here. Gotcha. Uh, as your schedule said, I, I, I'm talking to Kevin. I know it's not, but, I mean, do you know uh, an idea of, you know, the first few weeks there and, and kind of what, what, what will go on for 2020 as far as your opponents go? Yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. 
Um, you know, uh, we're, we've got uh, Hannah Lincoln to start off with, which we've had. Um, but then weeks two, two and three, we, we, we lost um, Cathedral um, in, in week two. So, uh, which I thought was a great game. It wasn't anything. They had already had something scheduled years ago. So, uh, but I think in that two, in weeks two or three, we're going to probably, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think we're going to probably play Pickerington Central. Um, it's got a stare from your AD. I hope you were allowed to say that. Yeah, well, uh, but I think we'll, we'll play them. So that, that'll be a, a new addition, um, you know, and then we've got um, St. Ed's in four, and we got we got to go to Ryle in week five, and then um, and then Exxon Moeller, and then we've got that, that eight and nine window that, that tough to fill. You know, Wynton Woods joining the league, you know, that was a, we had a really great series with them. Um, over the years, I'm trying to think. That went probably back almost 10 years, I believe. And, and uh, so, you know, and, and those are tough spots to fill because obviously everybody's everybody's in league play at that point in time. So, uh, so yeah, so we, we may be playing some out-of-state out of teams there and then weeks eight and nine. So we'll just have to see. Before I let you go, how's Peyton doing? And uh, just what, what is he doing to prepare for uh... – the next go around. Well, he's he's good. He's uh, he's actually uh, preparing more. He's he's student teaching right now. So yeah, so he'll uh, student teach until about April the third, and then he'll be done with school. And uh, you know, and, and, and looking forward to to playing more one more year. So yeah, he'll be he'll he'll be ready. I think to have a really good season. Elder head football coach Doug Ramsey. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the stag. And of course, last but not least, the elder AD. Kevin Esplage, who lets all his coaches go before him, being a man of the people. Fight. It's out there. I'm a pretty good guy at times. <laughs> well, thank you, first of all, for uh, talking to me and WCPO here on Short Notice on uh, Friday, as we talked about Kyle Rudolph and, and, and did a nice story uh, with all that. And obviously, Kyle being such a good ambassador, was the 43rd annual Sports Stag speaker a year ago, sitting on this couch. And it was uh, a delight to always to talk to Kyle, so I uh, really appreciate that. But, Kevin... Uh, the 44th annual stag. Um, how much are you looking forward to tonight and hearing the cowboy? Yeah, I'm most excited being a baseball guy myself. Uh, you know, most of my background's baseball. To to hear his stories, I'm sure he has some dandies. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a great event. Um, seems a little bit earlier than than years past, but just to bring everybody back uh, and, and celebrate what's happened over the past year and recognize those events and just just have a nice, good, casual time. Give us an update maybe on uh, some of your winter sports teams. And uh, we talked to two of the coaches, obviously, Dave Seavers and Jason Roush, respectively, for uh, bowling and wrestling. But uh, how's everything been uh, just overall this winter? Yeah, those two sports have gotten off to great starts uh, to start the winter. Our swim team uh, has, has a much improved depth. So they've been, uh, they just won the Princeton Invitational out of 16 teams, which is a huge accomplishment uh, for Coach Brad Omer and, and his squad. So, so they're doing uh, well, the hockey team um, lost quite a bit to graduation, so we're, we're struggling on that front there. But uh, they continue to work hard. They have a great opportunity February 1st to play down to uh, U.S. Bank or whatever it's called today. I'm sorry. Heritage, Heritage Bank, my bad. Um, but uh, I think when we booked the event, it was yes, still U.S. Yes. Bank. But uh, they, uh, th that's just a great – it's a great experience for our kids. And, uh, and that's the thing, my job to keep in perspective for everybody else is winning's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, everybody enjoys that. But, um, you know, are, are, 
are you still using this extracurricular as an extension to what goes on in the classroom? And uh, uh, Coach Del Prince, one of the best in hockey, uh, does a great job with those kids. And, and, you know, they've got a couple wins this season. It's not what he had hoped it to be, but they're learning, they're getting better, they're improving, they're still enjoying the game, and, and that's most important. And then Coach Schoenfeld on the basketball court, you know, we had our first test last week out at St. X uh, in GCL play. You know, lost, but uh, again, another young team. Um, figuring some things out as well, you know, getting five guys uh, late due to football. So they'll round back into shape, and uh, we look for the league to be uh, pretty competitive. Just about the student-athletes that you have, especially in these winter sports teams. We can talk about football here in a little bit and some of the fall sports success, but uh, what have you noticed? Just, uh, you know, guys like, I mean, I think Jason mentioned uh, one of your wrestlers, I think Willie, 4.75 GPA. I mean, really crazy. I mean, you talk about some of those leaders maybe in the classroom and in the school too. That's the, the ultimate goal, the, the ultimate purpose of, of, of high school athletics, education-based athletics. You hear a lot of cliches and nice-sounding quotes. Those, those are real things for, for us here at Elder High School that we're developing not just uh, uh, great athletes but great student-athletes. And uh, it all starts uh, at 7.50 in the morning when they report here for school and, and get through the school day and then go on to their extracurricular activities and we're, we're, we're blessed here at Elder High School with a great school, great faculty and staff, awesome facilities that are continually being improved and maintained and, and kept up to the highest standards out there and we've got great coaches that are educators, you know, both uh, in the X's and the O's of their game but also in the life lessons that they learn. So yeah, I, I got a pretty good gig here at Elder. <laughs> What uh, what do you like most about being AD? I've never asked you that question. What, what do you like? We talk about there's challenges. We, we talk about everything that's going on with the OHSA, and we can get into that. That's another episode and all that stuff. But certainly, it's got to be rewarding to see, as you just mentioned, not only success on the field or the court or the you know the mat or whatever it might be, but just uh, the the leadership, the leaders that emerge, the the uh, the academic side of things as well. It, it is. There's there's so many levels to it. There's so many layers to the onion to peel and, and you know I can go on and on and on with the cliches it's 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 tough job but uh, the end result you know nights like this to, to see guys from years past and talk about their experiences and and how much they want to share their experience uh, with with the current guys and then watching our current guys develop through the years and where they end up it's uh, uh, it, the, the job has its rewards but it, it certainly has its challenges as well. Uh, obviously, you talked about the, uh, with Coach Ramsey the football success and everything from the fall, but uh, any other takeaways from the fall in terms of uh, just the success of your teams and maybe some individual student-athletes as well? You know, it, it was just a great fall. You know, the hallways are a lot of fun when, when things are going well, not just with football, but uh, we went as far as, as we've gone in, in soccer since uh, 2000. And, 16, I believe. Uh, so Coach Gray and, and his group did a great job. And, you know, under the new leadership in cross country with, with Brian Flaherty, I mean, you replaced a, a Coach Spencer that had been here for 46 years. That's a long, long time. And, and you know, so that, that went as seamless as possible. He, you know, he, he ran for coach. But, uh, um, you know, and then just seeing the incorporation with the new fitness center and, and the new space, this is going to be its 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 biggest purpose in the in the winter time. You know, if, if the weather gets bad, um, having all those bodies in there working out, getting better, and uh, the, it's just been nice. You know, I I do try and and walk around after school and check out what's going on in there and and all the kids working, whether they're in season uh, or out of season, getting ready for the next. Uh, they're in here working out in the Panther Fitness Center. So a lot of great things going on here. You know, it may be a little early to look ahead to spring, but do you see uh, something there in terms of uh, a couple of the teams that might be uh, 
destined for some success here in the springtime? Again, it's a situation where I'm very fortunate. You know, you, you got a, an established baseball program uh, led by Coach Thompson, a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, so they're always going to be in the mix. Um, and so, yeah, that we, we've got some, you know, mentioned Colton Sandus and, and Corey Klingenbeck and, and Zach Williams coming back as a core uh, to the baseball program. So, uh, but again, we play in an awesome league, uh, so that'll be a challenge. Sean Tierney and what he does with volleyball. Uh, again, they're, you know, the GCL is always represented there uh, in the state competition. So, um, And Coach Gruber with, with lacrosse, he'll be in year three. And so now you'll see his system, his players uh, that, that know him and know what his expectations are. You know, we continue to make strides. And the same with Coach Lucas with tennis. So, um, you know, we had record numbers tryout last year for tennis. So. Um, it, it, it'll be a it'll be a fun spring. Before we let you go, get a concert at the Pit in, in May. Darius Rucker, uh, we've got stuff going on with the Panther Fitness Center. Maybe some other facility. Uh updates on that and on that front yeah we still have a lot going on yeah another great idea having this concert may 7th darius rucker uh the brainchild of our great friend kyle rudolph it's going to be a great experience and an opportunity to share elder to share the pit to share this experience uh is 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 has been interesting so far so we're looking forward to that but uh then this summer um you know kim Noppy, a class of 69 alum for us uh you know he's going to take care of finishing up the second floor of the panther fitness center so that construction will be this summer uh this facility we're in right now for uh you know the library and, and shaper center is going to get revamped this summer along with our wrestling and volleyball gym will get a facelift too so um there's always uh you know construction can be a nuisance but it's always a positive thing on any campus and uh you know here at elder high school we're, we're certainly committed uh to making sure we're giving our students uh the best uh, opportunities out there to them Great insight and perspective, as always. Kevin Espich, Elder Athletic Director, appreciate it. Enjoy the night. Good to see you. And that will conclude our WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I want to thank everybody who joined us late uh, this afternoon into early evening. The Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, the Reds broadcaster, the featured speaker of the 44th Annual Elder High School Sports Tag, along with Elder Head Wrestling Coach Jason Roush, Elder Head Bowling Coach Dave Seavers, Elder Head Football Coach Doug Ramsey and Elder Athletic Director Kevin Eswich. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. We'll have this for you on WCPO.com later this week. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.